welcome once again to the podcast on today's part of the series we'll be talking about harmful practices and there are like three harmful practices that are um very significant in srhr but we'll be taking one of them today and that will be fgm um i was having a conversation with a one of my classmates and he was talking about how you know we have moved on and there's nothing like mutilation anymore and i told him that girls are still being mutilated girls are still being circumcised and so we ask ourselves why these harmful practices we imagine that the world has gone has evolved and you know people are better oriented but when we go back to the statistics there are still a lot of girls who are being circumcised every day and that's why we're talking about this we're trying to educate people to know about their rights rights to decide on whatever happens with their bodies we're trying to speak out about the risks and the realities of these harmful practices so stay tuned while we talk about FGM. Now, before I continue, I want to reiterate the fact that these SRHR issues involve both male and female. Although it's, um, these harmful practices have a negative effect on the health of girls, everyone is still involved everyone is still um, affected because we live in a world where no one is in isolation we have relationships we have women and men in relationships and so when these harmful practices ha- happen to our girls it affects them on the long run it affects the men in marriage it affects them in different spheres so I, I think it's important that even the men patiently listen and ruminate about these things and try to see how they can be part of the change. And that's why it's important. Some men may feel like it's not affecting me, so why should I care? You should care because in the long run, you'll be affected directly or indirectly. It can happen to your family member, it can be your sister, it can be your wife, it can be somebody that you know. So I think it's important that we all fight for the change. We all put our heads together to see how we can educate these people and we can see how we can, you know, try to be part of the change that we seek. And if I may ask, why are girls being mutilated? Why is there female genital mutilation? Um, based on findings, it has been seen that girls are being mutilated so that they can be clean, you know, they can get married as virgins so they don't have um, unbearable sexual appetites, you know, just to keep them still relating to the men. For the men so they are going through this very terrible process 
so that they can be clean and good for the men and that's why i think it's important for men to also be part of this fight because it is unnecessary if you realize that how unnecessary are how unhealthy this procedure is you now fight for it because at the end of the day mutilation or no mutilation people will do what they want to do so why take this kind of risk where there is no health benefit whatsoever just to be clean and just to be sexually pure for your husband i don't think it makes any sense right so fgm among others are harmful practices and they are customs that have a bad effect on people's health and they also obstruct the goals of equality and social rights so as humans we have rights we have rights to life we have right to be free from torture or cruel inhumane treatment or punishment and fgm is a cruel inhumane treatment like thinking about it is just so crazy how girls from the ages of you know months to about 15 years majority of young girls are being circumcised and there is a process to it so it involves partial or total removal of the external female genitalia yeah and it can cause injury to the female genital organs just ah they they the the female genital mutilation it involves the use of scissors razors even in movies i think i've i've watched some movies where girls were being circumcised and it was a terrible sight. Um, you know, FGM does not have any known effect. It can only have bad effects, if at all, to the health of the child. And so that's why it's important for us to educate people to stop FGM. There is an advocacy to stop FGM. People are trying to fight against fgm every now and then and i i know that we're making progress because according to the statistics from i think year 2015 i've had a reasonable decrease in the percentage of fgm in nigeria and other african countries because fgm does not only exist here it exists in africa it exists in asia and the middle east so we have girls who are being circumcised every day and now there is something called medicalization of fgm that one now involves health workers like it's so absurd health workers are being paid to carry out these procedures just so that the girls um have a less risky experience than when the traditionalists do it so they go to hospitals they use um, the the equipment in the hospital to carry out these procedures you know these curtains it's just terrible actually it's very terrible 
So even medicalization, they are advocating against medicalization of FGM because it is still not safe. And there is nowhere in the religious book, both Christians, Muslim, and whatever religion, where FGM is the standard. There is nothing like female circumcision. We only have male circumcision, which is very normal and very healthy for the boy. But there's nothing like female circumcision. I want people to understand that what they are doing is wrong. It's terribly wrong. So there's a process to female genital mutilation or genital cutting. We have um, the one where the clitoris is being removed. The clitoris is being removed. Then we have another one where the labia minora is also removed. And then we have another type where they try to make the vaginal opening um, very small. And so they remove the external part and try to place it on the vaginal so they just try to make it very you know i don't know how to do it like i can't even imagine but so at the end of the day we wonder how these procedures affect the girls and it does in very bad ways like first of all thinking about it how are they going to have vaginal births when not even not go to bed. How are they supposed to have sexual intercourse after being mutilated? They don't have the external um, the external part of the clitoris has been removed. Some of them their vaginal wall are very small and you know it happens when they are little. So as they grow older it's hard to have a normal um a, a normal genital have normal genitals anymore so intercourse obviously is going to be painful and then childbirth a lot of these girls have to do cesarean because their vaginal canal their vaginal wall is hard to even find a passage so the child has um there's a risk of having vaginal childbirth and even if they have vaginal childbirth, they have to they have to suffer the risk of hemorrhage because of the whole skin and all of that, the vessels and all that. It's no longer normal. So there's a lot of risks involved. Now we have physical effects that this FGM has on girls and women. There's difficulty in passing urine. There's um recurrent urinary tract infection. Because you know the urethra and the clitoris, they are like brother and sister. So when you remove part of the clitoris, the, the urinary tract will also indirectly be affected. And there's difficulty in menstrual flow. Anything that, that is normal, that is supposed to be normal for the girl, becomes abnormal because there is an intrusion in the, you know, the normal process that um, goes on in the female reproductive system. 
So everything that is supposed to be normal becomes very abnormal. They have painful sex, painful periods, you know. Physically, they have sleepless nights. They have nightmares. Um, loss of appetite. They have. They can lose weight and they can gain excessive weight. I met somebody who has been through FGM and I was like, ah, she's in my. I don't know what this girl is going through in her head. I don't know what it takes for her to actually be who she is and do what she's doing. I don't know how, what happens to her at night, whether she cries, whether she thinks, you know, or maybe she's just used to it. I don't know how it's affecting her way of life. But I have seen people who have said they have been through FGM and it's terrible. So in Nigeria, we have some parts of the rural communities where these acts are still being carried out and people are trying to speak up people are trying to talk about it yeah everybody's trying their best you know well i'm still trying to wonder why they still do this wicked act because for me is it that they don't understand or it's just all about social injustice yet so i don't really know why it's just terrible now on the long term we have um childbirth complications like newborn death the child can even die we have there's always bleeding hemorrhage infection is easy for them to have infection just imagine that a girl's labia minora or the vulva basically is removed there's a high chance of infection because i believe that even though the female um, reproductive system is quite open as compared to the male the vulva still helps like it's like a gate so it's it helps in fighting infection cleaning the area and all that but when they now remove everything the child is prone to anything can just easily go in and there's a high chance of getting infected due to the mutilation and most of the time it's hard for these infections to get healed it's hard to fight it so that's another issue that happens with fgm and so with all of these effects you know a lot of girls can get depressed they feel incomplete they have low self-esteem you know with all these effects that fgm has i still wonder why a human being will want to mutilate somebody else because it has no health benefits whatsoever it has zero health benefits it is it is not necessary it is not right it's not meant to happen to girls 
girls should not be circumcised girls should not be circumcised because it just causes harm not any good at all um there are some reasons why communities practice fgm they give reasons to everything even though these reasons cannot hold water they just give reasons so we have the social cultural reasons virginity if the girls are circumcised they will stay as <clears throat> virgins you know no sexual appetites for psychosexual reasons so they will, they will not have this sex drive or these urges that they grow up to have which is very normal for them but I don't know then some people do it for spiritual and religious reasons although there is no part of the Quran or the Bible where um, it is stated that girls should be mutilated. It wasn't written, it wasn't stated. So I don't know where they are getting their spiritual whatever from. And then they do it for hygienic reasons, for aesthetic reasons as well. So they want the girls to look clean, probably for marriage or whatever. So they tell them to to endure the process so that they'll be fine and they'll be clean. And all these reasons are false reasons. They are not true. Removing the external part of a girl, um, a girl's reproductive system does not does not do anything good for her does not do anything good for her it is wrong and it should not happen so how can we you know contribute to this I think that FGM can come to an end with time when people are educated about the intricacies of FGM like I said earlier, I met someone who did not believe that FGM still exists. And I'm saying that it still exists. Even now, it still exists. So when people know that these things exist, we can now begin to change these traditions. With the support of older generations, we can begin to talk about it. You know, many people do it out of ignorance. Many people don't understand the complications that come with FGM. And so I think that we can, these traditions can change. Thank God for social media. Just try to go online and browse FGM. You see a lot of advocacy going on on FGM. You'll be shocked that these things still exist. It does. And everybody's trying to fight it because we now know that this thing is not you know is not right and we need the older generation to actually um understand that so fgm there is in there's there's advocacy strong advocacy against it and you know it's important that the people who are um doing it who are you know or FGM, we need to educate them, we need to try to 
change the traditions and the mentality that they have. So we also need to educate girls on their rights. They have a right to life. They have a right to decide what happens with their bodies. When these little girls are educated, they can make a decision. They can understand to an extent that this is my body and this shouldn't happen to my body. So a lot of FGM advocacy happens in schools, in primary schools, in rural areas, community gatherings where they talk about FGM. We even have a day of the year dedicated for FGM advocacy. So on those days, everywhere is always filled with say no to FGM, you know, um, fight against FGM and all that. So it's real, it's a movement, it's an advocacy thing. And I think we should keep on speaking out about the risks and realities of FGM. We can't just, you know, f- feel like we are not affected. This is not happening to me. It didn't happen to me, so why should I bother? But it's happening to people like you who have potential to live a normal life. So if we are going to be human, we need to be able to help other people to live normal, healthy lives. So we need to speak out. We need to speak about this. And we need to spread the understanding that religion does not demand FGM. No religion demands FGM. There is nowhere it is written or it was written that girls should be circumcised. The only one I know about is for the male to be circumcised. So we need to spread our understanding that it is not biblical. It is not in any religion to under for girls to undergo FGM. And then we need to tackle the severe the secrecy actually. We need to tackle the secrecy that allows this cutting to continue. I think there's 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 more to it. I don't know. I think there's more to it. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of secrecy that happens. There are a lot of things that happens with children and there's a lot of motive that makes people do what they do to children. So a lot of harmful practices out there. But yeah, we need to just see how we can work together to solve this. And I believe that with time, FGM will be a thing of the past. Once we are able to expose FGM for what it is, I think there's going to be uh, a very um, great change. And I want everyone who has listened to just go online, check FGM what it's about what happens stories you see stories of girls in africa in different parts of the world and you understand what people like you are going through and how we are trying to work together to change it so let's keep on spreading the word let's keep on talking about it and let's see how we can be part of the change that we seek
Thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye.